Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Why don't we lift our hands all over this building? Could you love Jesus right now? If he's ever broken chains in your life, could you lift your voices all over this house? Somebody love Jesus right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing. And thank you, Jesus, for changing us. Oh, why don't we clap our hands to the Lord mightily. Go ahead and shout hallelujah. Is it indeed an honor to be here tonight at the Anchor Church? One of my favorite places to preach. And uh, what a beautiful bunch of people you are. Your worship has been beautiful. Hasn't the music ministry led us into the presence of God? Thank you all so much. Praise God. Have a house full of friends in this place, and we always have fun preaching together, don't we? How many's ready to preach a little bit tonight? Praise God. God has been moving in Parkersburg. My brother asked me to, I don't always talk about it, but he asked me to tell you a little bit that this morning was such a tremendous time. We've been in such a season of harvest for such a long time. And uh, this morning we baptized seven new people in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Since 2017, we've baptized over 600 people in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God is moving. God is moving. People are hungry. People are so hungry for the Word of God. I want to tell you something about this generation. Don't let anybody tell you they don't want holiness. This generation wants a one God message. They want to believe twice born of the water and the spirit and separation from the world. Can I get a witness right now? This world is hungry. Anchor Church, I know you have people being baptized, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, it's harvest time. Praise the Lord. Such great revival happening in this last day. I give honor to your first family. Love them so much. Give honor to Brother Chris Zimmerman, who drove me today. I told somebody, I said, he's like the utility man on the job. He can do about anything. And he's drove me here tonight. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to bring me here. Praise the Lord. I do want to say, I, you know, if you know a little bit about David Bounds, I love to stir up a little bit. How many's noticed that about me? I love stirring up something. I mean, let's get it going, right? <clears throat> and I was on my way here, and they said, Pastor Bounds, is there anything we could do for you? And I said, well, if I'm going to preach, I need a hand towel to preach with. I said, but I want it hand embroidered with the anchor symbol and my name on it. He, like, gasped on the phone. Well, Sister Vicki Kirkbride went and put my name on it <laughs> I'm telling you you talking about excellence around here now I don't know it don't look embroidered if she embroidered this my hat's off to you she's tremendous because she did it in about 10 minutes and so y'all have a great team around here I give honor to all of you precious people praise the Lord if you could grab your Bibles and turn to 2nd Chronicles chapter 30 verse 8 and we're going to read verse 8 and verse 9 praise the lord give honor to all your ministry and to your staff what a tremendous church that you have here praise god chapter 30 and verse 8 let's read it together now be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were 
but yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever. And serve the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. Verse nine says, for if ye, somebody say it with me, turn again. If you'll just turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that lead them captive so that they shall come again. Everybody say, come again into this land for the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. Let's read this last part together. And will not turn away his face from you if ye return unto him. This turn thing, turn again. I'm going to preach for just a little bit tonight on I believe in U-turns. I, I believe in U-turns. Before we preach, can you just turn around for me one good time before we go? Just turn it complete. Just say, I believe in all this. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. I want you to lay your Bible down. Could you lift your hands and your voices and let's pray for God to help us all over this building. Come on, lift your voices with your faith from the front to the back. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray you would anoint us to preach. Anoint your ears to hear. God, I pray you would anoint me one more time. God, I pray, Lord, for a prophetic word in this house. God, I pray that you would save somebody tonight. God, as they make a turnaround for you, I pray, Lord, that you would help us in this house as we preach together. In Jesus' name we pray. Before you're seated, look at at least three people and say, I believe in you turns. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. First Kings chapter 8, verse 35 says, When heaven is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray the people of God, toward the church or this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin. When thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people that thou teach them in the good way wherein they should be. And it says, when thou hast given to thy people for the inheritance. If there be, in verse 37, if there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locusts, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplications soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands toward this house. He said, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways. It's amazing to me that in verse 36 he says the key word servant. This is to the servants. This is to those that serve the Lord. He said that if the servants will turn and pray when a famine comes, that he will turn it around and he will begin to bless the fruit of the ground and bless the servants if they'll turn and pray toward the church. Verse 41 mentions another type of person. Notice it says, moreover, read it with me, concerning a stranger. 
So it was talking about a servant, but now it's talking about a stranger. That is, that is not of thy people, Israel. He was talking about the servant while ago, but he's saying the stranger that is not a part of the church, but cometh from a far country because they heard about your name. It's the stranger now. We know that the church is taken care of, but now God said, I've made provision here in my word that if the stranger hears about and he's among us and he falls away he said I'll tell you what for they shall hear of thy great name and the strong hand and of thy stretched out arm when he shall come and pray toward this house hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and do according that all that stranger prays for you to do notice now that he said something about the servant and now he said something about the stranger God I know that if they'll turn and pray you're going to take care of them in verse 44, it goes to another type of person. Let's read it together. If thy people that go out to battle, the soldier. Now he's saying the soldier, the one that's on the front lines, that's doing all the work. And when they go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shalt pray unto the Lord toward the city where thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I have built for thy name. God, when they're in battle and they turn and they pray to you, God, hear in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. I bring to you today that God that has made provision for the church not just for the servant, the saint of God that is serving God, that if you'll turn, God said, I've made provision that if you'll turn and pray, I'm gonna meet your need. But he said, I'll also, when the soldier, those that are on the front line go out to battle, he said, when they get in a hard way, they get in a bad time, they can stop and turn toward the church and I'm gonna hear their prayer too. He said, but the one I wanna talk about right now that I wanna talk about is that stranger that heard the testimonies and the stranger that heard about how good the church was and the stranger that heard about how big God was to a testimony when they come and they mess up that if they'll turn toward the church and pray I'll hear their prayer I bring to you I'm so thankful that God made provision for a turnaround in our life that no matter where we are whether we're a soldier whether we're a stranger or whether we're a servant we can turn you believe it clap your hands right now you've got to understand with me anybody can turn it around it doesn't matter if you've been in the church one day or 30 years there is a turnaround in your life somebody thank God for a turnaround in his place it doesn't matter who you are I want you to get this before we move on Sunday's class today you ready for Bible class Servant, stranger, soldier, you can do this. It doesn't matter what you did last night or what you thought about today. God has made a provision for you to turn everything back around. Who am I preaching to right now that is in this house that's made a mistake or you feel like you can't do it because you made too many bad decisions? Who am I preaching to you that you feel like you've went too far? Can I tell you it doesn't matter what category of life you're in. God said that if you'll stop and you'll turn around that he's gonna save you. He'll hear your prayer. He'll save you. 
Now I know I'm preaching to mostly the choir tonight. Maybe people that's been in the bracket of serving. If God's ever pulled you out, you ought to stop a moment and shout that he heard your prayer and he saved your soul. I know there's no music going, but I wonder if you could get excited just for a few moments and say, I'm so thankful that God brought me out of alcohol. I'm so thankful that God saved me from drug addiction. I'm so glad he saved me. How many is thankful right now? If you'll turn, if you'll turn it around, it's all you got to do. You got to make up in your mind. I'm not going to keep living the way I'm living. I'm going to turn. Somebody say, I want to turn this thing around. <laughs> I, I love it when I'm on a trip. And uh, you, you got to love iPhones, GPS. Like I need one more lady's voice in my life. <laughs> I need to move on like right now. Right? <laughs> Sadie's now screaming at me. Dad. Sasha and Shay, Joan, and now I've got a phone with a woman's voice. And then they come out with Siri. I'm, I, I'm convinced Siri don't have the Holy Ghost because she don't understand nothing. <laughs> Ask your phone something in the KJV, understands nothing. Mess up everything in pages, notes, and everything. Listen, I'm convinced it don't have the Holy Ghost. But that, that voice the other day, I was traveling, and man, I just wanted something to drink, and I pulled off, and I had my, my, uh, my phone on my little bracket there on my dash, and, and I pulled off, and listen, all I wanted was something to drink, something to eat, and it said, <laughs> I'm in the drive-thru, it said, in 500, in 500 feet, <laughs> make a U-turn, I'm in the drive-thru. In five, man, that's a horrible woman's voice, isn't it? In 500 feet, make a U. I'm like, would you shut up? I am in the drive-thru, and I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to get something to drink. In 500 feet, it wouldn't shut up. It just wouldn't shut up. And so I reached up and did like we all men do with our selective hearing. I turned the knob down. It was still talking. The alarms was going off, but I was still in the drive-thru. I was still doing what I wanted to do. So you've got to understand with me that the Bible says that he'll put somebody behind you that say, this is not the way. This is the way. Walk ye therein. You're going the wrong direction. God said he would not remove his teachers from behind you. I come to tell you today, it might have been in the Old Testament when it was printed and, and it was written down. But even for our day, I'm so thankful for the word of God that echoes from every message we've ever heard. It says, this is the way. Walk ye therein. When you start going the wrong direction, you hear a voice from the past. It says, get back on the way, the way of holiness. It, that, that word, you got to understand that that phone doesn't understand I'm hungry. It doesn't understand what I'm hungry for. It doesn't understand that I want something to drink. It doesn't understand I just stepped off the way just for a moment. I was just going my way for a moment because of a hunger. I want to tell you what, your pastor and your leaders and the Bible and God does not understand your hunger for little things in this world. And when you take a stop off and exit on this way, you're going to hear, this is not the way. Get back in the way. It doesn't understand your hunger for the things of this world. 
in 500 feet, uh, make a U-turn. In 500 feet, make a U-turn. In 500 feet, we've got to turn this thing around. doesn't matter how long you've been in this thing, God wants you to turn it around. Let me be real with you. I've been, in, I've been pastoring for over 17 years. And I know in, this, in a room of this size with this many people, there's people on the fence. People that's going through a hard time. You're confused. Guarantee you in this house, there is young people that's wondering if you really want to be in this or not. You're on the verge of making a bad decision. Look at this preacher. I come to tell you the sin will take you for a season and destroy you. And after the season's done, you're left lonely. The church is for a lifetime. Don't leave for a season to mess your world up. And then you're stuck by yourself with no friends and no resources, confused. And sin has beat you down until you feel like a nobody. And you're in deep depression. I come to tell you, stay in the church. Don't walk out. Don't go for a season. Stay in the church and stay committed to the kingdom of God. Oh, I feel like shouting a moment. How many thankful that you're in the church? How many thankful that you're serving God? I'm so thankful I made a U-turn in my life. The Bible says, enter ye into the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. I bring to you... Make up your mind you're going to stay in the church. I've been doing a lot of commitment preaching. When I was a kid, they said, how many's going to commit to the Lord tonight? After you're through shouting, you've got to live something. You can't be intimate with Jesus on Sunday morning and sleep with the devil on Sunday night. Y'all still there? You've got to kick the devil out. Y'all still with me? I'm still preaching good. Come on, you need to get the devil out of your house. You need to get those people out of your world that's messing you up. I'm going to sound like a pastor right now. You need to understand, you need to stand up for Jesus and let the world go by and say, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to pull out of this. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to serve God for the rest of my life. I'm going to be committed to the church. Before you can ever make a turn around, you must first figure out how lost you are. <laughs> You got to figure, I had a guy one day. Oh, wow, here we go. North, south, east, west of here. And uh, he called me one day trying to let me know how wrong I was about a situation. And I was listening. I'm a pretty good listener. And all of a sudden, an alarm went off. Like, what was that? He said, oh, it's my blow and go. I said, excuse me? A blow and go. He said, yeah, that's my blow and go where I had a DUI. I said, you're trying to counsel me about how to be a better pastor and you blowing on a blow and go? Y'all with me right now? You as shocked as I am? I said, sir, you need to get right with God. You didn't want to hear counsel. Can I tell you the greatest thing you could do in this last day is listen to your pastor's preaching? Quit arguing with things he's trying to tell you to do, whether by epistle or letter, and say, I'm going to listen to his counsel and turn this thing around. I'm going to listen to holiness. I'm going to be committed to the church, and I'm going to turn it around. Before you can ever be found, before you can ever be saved, you've got to figure out how lost you are. 
It's hard to save somebody when they don't know that they're lost. It's time for you to realize that you're lost if you're there today and make this turn around in your life. What is keeping you from turning your life around? What is keeping you from making that you turn in your life? What is it that's keeping you? The Bible says that Jonah, in Jonah 1 and 1, says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah. And he, verse 2 says, he arose and he said, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But verse 3 said, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Did you hear it? When you're running from the presence of God, instead of running to the presence of God, you are going, notice it says, and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it. Notice how he keeps going down. When you go from the presence of the God, of God in the church, you always find yourself going down and not up. Down and deep into depression instead of in exceeding great joy. Oh, pastor, I just don't feel good. You need to get the Holy Ghost and get back in the altar. I'm gonna get in trouble here in a minute. We need to run to the church. We need to start going up instead of down and quit going away from the presence of God and running to the presence. Come on, Anchor Church family. I know I sound like a pastor tonight, but we need to run to the presence of God more now than ever. He paid. Listen, when you go down from the presence of God, notice he paid the fare. It'll always cost you something when you leave the presence of God. Notice verse 17. Let's read it together, Bible class. Y'all ready? Let's read it. Are you ready? Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Oh, my, my, my. Go ahead and quick run. keep on running from your calling. Go ahead and keep playing around with God. Keep coming up with excuses. God's got your fish ready. See, y'all scared to move right now. Go ahead and run away from your calling of being a preacher or a teacher in a Bible study. Go ahead and run away from what God's called you to do. God's, got, God's prepared your fish. Keep going down. God's got it all ready to swallow you up. And then when you come out, you're going to preach a crusade in Nineveh. Why does it take a fish to get us on sight? Why don't you just make a decision tonight to say, I am not going to allow myself to go the wrong direction. Oh, we're going to shout here in a minute. Everybody say Jonah went the wrong direction. But something was holding him back. Notice what happens here. In verse 3, he went down, but he prepared in 17 a fish. Verse 2, notice now he's inside of a fish trying to find God. You ready? Verse two and one. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God (laughs) in the prayer room. Where is he? Come on, where is he? Come on, church, where is he at? He's in the fish's belly. Now he's praying. He's trying to find the house of God, but that fish is swimming. He don't know. 
He don't, he don't have a compass. He's trying to find, if I can just find, I'm sure he's just going in circles, making U-turns all the way around, trying to find which way the house of God is so he can get back to God. He's confused. He's praying, though, in the fish's belly. But something begins to happen here. He said, I cried, verse 2, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I. He heard my voice. So when they went the wrong direction, and that's what I feel tonight, somebody's went the wrong direction. And you're sitting in here, swallowed up. And you don't know what to do. Notice this, that God heard him, but God did not answer him. Well, I've tried, but it seems like God's not talking to me. And it's not like it was when I was first here. Oh, who am I preaching to? If that joy's not there yet, it's like God's went silent to me. Listen to me for a moment. Because in verse three, it says, for thou hast cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas. Verse four, then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. He was praying in a fish's belly. Verse 7 said, when my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord and my prayer came into thee in thy holy temple. But notice verse 10. It's like God's not talking, but God's listening. And Jonah's doing all these U-turns. He's trying to fix it, but he's swallowed up. He's captive. But watch, he got into trouble when he went the wrong direction. Now he's swallowed up in his captivity. And he thinks God can't hear him in his captivity. Oh, I feel like a shout's coming on right now. Verse 10, I want you to read it together. Are you ready? And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. He wasn't talking to Jonah. He went silent with Jonah, but then he started talking to the captor. You might have went the wrong direction and got swallowed up. And God might be silent with you, but God's about to speak to your fish. God's about to speak to what swallowed you up. And it's going to release you now. In the name of Jesus, God's going to release you into what God's called you to do. You're about to take a U-turn. And God's going to fix it all. If you believe it, clap your hands to the Lord all over God's speaking to your captor. God's speaking to your addiction. God's speaking to your situation to release you. God always speaks to the captor. God, oh, somebody thank God that he released you. Come on, could we all over this building front to the back take a moment right now and say, God, I thank you that you're releasing me. I thank you, God, that you are release me into my destiny. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's in my life. Elbow somebody say, God's going to do it. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. How many believes that God is getting ready to deliver some people in this house? I'm not going to preach much longer. I want you to hear me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. God is going to deliver somebody. And, and it might be somebody that's been in the church for a while that's made a wrong direction. I come to tell you, it doesn't matter. Listen, to the servant, to the soldier, it doesn't to the stranger. you got to make a U-turn. 
I've seen people been in the church for years go through a hard time, a lot of loss and just make some bad decisions and they feel lost. But I tell you, all you got to do is just say, I'm not going to go this through. I'm not going to have this attitude anymore. I'm not going to look at the church like it's bad. I'm not going to find fault with it anymore. I'm going to get back the way I was when I first got in this thing. I'm going to turn my attitude around. I'm going to turn my attitude around. I'm going to turn it around. I, uh, I, uh, when I go on a trip now, if you look outside, when I go on a trip, I usually take my truck. Any truck owners in here? One truck owner. God help us. How many truck owners in the building? I ain't going to get into types. We'll start a war in here. And, uh, there's been times I'll be on a trip, be driving and in the darkness of night. Remember one time in particular, we was going to the Outer Banks and I was driving. I took a wrong turn. How many's ever took a wrong turn? <sighs> wrong turn. And I'm driving and all of a sudden I realize, uh-oh. Remember the days of the fold-out maps? I'm not driving. I've already pulled over. you're needing to see has got a crease in it it's got a hole i mean it's right in the corner it's the intersection you needed to look at i remember them days man i'm old <laughs> you're like man i done went the wrong direction what in the world and you realize that you're already 30 minutes out the wrong direction so that means calculating where i went to school that's an hour out of my way isn't that powerful I don't like to waste time. And so when I'm driving in the middle of night, in the darkness of night, in the wrong direction, let me tell you what this old country boy does. I break the law. Any policeman in the house, it's going to get awkward for you right now. I'll do it again. You'll be driving, look, and there's that big U-turn sign. I just smile at it. Now, mind you, I'm not going to kill nobody. I'm making sure there's no lights coming. It's in the darkness of night. And I, I go <laughs> I will go through that U-turn, and I will sling gravel. <laughs> I have been known to go through the grass. Y'all okay? Can I get a witness in the house right now? Some of y'all are guilty. I see the look on your face. Bunch of holy people don't break the law. Some of y'all broke the law getting to church tonight. You were speeding. You was running late. Don't judge. Bunch of haters. <laughs> I'm not going to drive in the darkness of night, going the wrong direction, and wait on an exit that's 15 miles away. I've got a four-wheel drive Toyota Tundra with a lift kit, 35-12-50 tires. I will throw grass and gravel everywhere. To turn around. Give me a ticket. I'm going to do it again. I will not wait to all my Prius drivers. With your little electric vehicle, you're stuck. You're going to have to go to the next exit and waste some time. But I've made up my mind. I'm not going to drive in the darkness of night going the wrong direction. When I'm going the wrong direction. Let me preach to some of you that's been wasting time. 
You've been driving in the darkness of this world, going the wrong direction for too long. It's time to make a U-turn and say, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to get back to the church. I wish you all over this house on a Sunday night. I wish you just make a U-turn in your seat and say, I'm going to turn it around. Come on, church. Some of you is not even moving. Come on, I want you to stand all over this building. I want you to stand up and demonstratively, I want you to just make a U-turn and say, I'm going to serve God. I am no longer going to go in the wrong direction. I'm going to serve God. I wish somebody would rejoice all over this house right now. Oh, somebody praise him. He's given you the strength to turn it around. Music can come, I'm just about done. We have got to make up in our mind, and no matter where you are in life, whether you're the soldier of this church, whether you're the servant in this church, or you're the stranger, it's for you. It's not just for the new person. It's for you. We've had so many different walks of life that come to the church just in the last year. Last couple years, but this last year has been overwhelming. Had a guy to come. His name's James. He told me, he prayed through that day and we baptized him, a big old boy. He said, Pastor, just got out of prison not too long ago. He said, I know that God has a plan for me. And he kept saying it over and over. And I'm like, yeah, I know he does. I, I'm with you. I know he does. And he said, the reason I know it is because everybody I've ever known, all of my family's dead from overdoses. I'm the only one left. He said, I can't live this way anymore. I've got to turn it around. And I bring to you, to this church, I've watched Buddhists turn around. Drug dealers who are the worst in our city. I've got a guy in my church right now and they're probably even watching online tonight. He was the worst criminal in our city. Even attached here to Zanesville doing things. One of the worst criminals. And on Sunday mornings, I see Maisie and Kamara back there from our church. And I look and he's on the front row worshiping God. Baptized with the Holy Ghost, serving God. Just yesterday, one of our couple, uh, there's a couple in our church got pulled over. A policeman pulled him over and he, because he saw who was in the back seat. He said, hey, we're speeding. No, he saw who was in the back seat and he thought there was drugs in the vehicle. So and I was like, no, we're going down to here. We're just having a good day. And he's like, do you know everybody that's in your vehicle? That's the first question because he was in the back. <laughs> Had a cop to call me one day and he said, pastor, is that Roger you baptized Sunday? I said, yeah. He said, you know how many times I beat that guy up shoving him in the back of my police car? He said, if Roger can be saved, anybody can be saved. Now, Roger, I wish I had a picture of him. He's such a good looking guy. <laughs> oh, Roger, he's now over the Salvation Army. Brings people to church every service full of the Holy Ghost he hadn't had his kids now he's getting to see his kids again one of his kids uh, 
works for Sports Illustrated and the other one's doing something and he's, he's been working on his relationship and can, can I tell you what God's putting his life back together I had a woman to come that was a witch I could go for hours tonight telling you stuff a witch came walked in our church a practicing witch her name is Sierra and God wrecked her world you know coming to the church as a witch it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You know what I mean? She comes in, the power of God hits her. <laughs> God baptized. Can I tell you, when we baptized her, she came out of the water, she was speaking in tongues. She's now in discipleship. It's not going to be long to her and her husband, Mike. They went and got married. They're going to be in the choir, going to be involved in leadership. And there's Maisie. Maisie, will you wave your hand at me? I love her. See, Maisie. She's one of my most favorite people in the church. God brought her out of the world. She's got one of the most powerful testimonies in the church. You watch, she's going to be one of our next Sunday school teachers because she's in discipleship, baptized with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Kamara's got one of the most powerful testimonies in the world. You got to hear me. You have no excuse not to turn around. You feel that in here? Can you feel that faith? You have no excuse. Some of you kids that's been in the church for years do not go to the world. You need to run to the church and say, I'm going to stay in the church. I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to be a woman of God. I'm going to stay in the church. We're going to do something. It's going to be the most different altar call you've ever seen. We're going to all make a turn. Are you ready? We're going to turn and face that wall. And then we're going to turn around and I want you to run to the front of this altar. And I want you to do it in an act of faith. Do you realize that your response to what God does in your life directly affects everybody in your world? When you go the wrong direction, everybody in your world follows you, whether by emotion or whatever. But you have the ability, when you turn, to bring people with you. So your decisions are a direct response to everybody around you to follow you in the kingdom of God. Everybody in this house needs to make a U-turn and turn to God more now than you ever have. Are you ready? I want you to turn and face that wall, Anchor Church. And I want you to say, I'm going to make a complete U-turn. I'm going to turn around. And I want you to turn around to the front of this church. And I want you to come to this altar and say, I'm going to commit myself for the rest of my life. Can you? I want you to run. Everybody can. I want you to turn. I want you to come to this altar and say, I commit to God. I believe in this. I believe in this. I'm going to give my life to God for the rest of my life. I will not turn back around. That's it, Anchor Church. Commit to the Lord. That's it. That's it, Daddy. Show your kids how to serve God. That's it, Mama. Show them how to serve God. That's it, Anchor Church. Show them. Show this city what it's like. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.